0: Welcome to the Gonna Love Me Too podcast, where we discuss dating, relationships, and absolutely everything self growth. This is the podcast where important topics meet progress and where wisdom and weirdness collide. I am your host, John Polo. I'm a coach, author, speaker, and now a podcast host. Let's go! What's going on, everybody? The title of this week's episode is Love Them Like It's Your Last. So growing up, my dad was my best friend and my hero. That's how I viewed him. But he never knew that. And he never knew that because I never told him. In fact, I didn't even used to tell him that I loved him. I remember my mom once telling me, Your father thinks you hate him. He thought I hated him because I didn't tell him that I actually viewed him as my best friend and my hero. One day though, that changed. It was February 7th, 2007. I can remember my mom walking out of the room where they had just completed a medical test on my dad. And she was sobbing, stage four cancer. It was my first personal experience with that horrible fucking C word. Four years before Michelle and I would reunite in 2011, and six years before she would get sick in 2013. That night, we went back to my parents' house, and my sister and her husband stopped over, as did a few other close family members. Everyone was in the living room, and my dad stepped away to go lay down in the bedroom for a while. I let him be for a few minutes, figuring that he needed to kind of be alone and process his thoughts. After a few minutes, I followed. He was 46 years old at this point, and I was 24 years old. I got into the bedroom and I laid in the bed with him. Legit, I plopped myself right into the bed with him. (laughs) And after a moment or two, I started sobbing without the ability to stop. And that's when I did it. Finally, I told him that I loved him, I told him that he was my best friend, and that he was my hero. Two grown ass men, laying in a bed together, both sobbing. I struggle with vulnerability, a lot. I wish I didn't. I really do. I don't like that about myself. Now some of you might be thinking, the fuck you talking about John Polo? No, you do not. I follow you on social media. I've read your books. I listen to this podcast. You are Mr. vulnerability. Well, to y'all I am. Yes. But in my personal life, I struggle with it. I have always struggled with vulnerability. Now, thankfully, I am able to coach myself through it. Recognizing my issues, where I'm at, where I want to be, and what I need to do to get there, I have done the inner work to make progress on this and will continue to do so. But the struggle is real. If I look at my marriage, there has never been a human who I have been more vulnerable with than Michelle. And as I've talked about a few times on this podcast, we had an absolutely amazing marriage, but she too struggled with vulnerability on some levels. Hers was more a product of her youth, mine more a product of my own interpersonal issues. As an example of her struggle with vulnerability, she viewed crying, as a form of weakness. I have absolutely no idea where that came from, but it is the truth. I mean, she was a total girl's girl. She liked makeup and fashion and all of that stuff. But when it came to tears, she was like an old school Italian man straight out of 1952. It was to the point where when she was sick and dying, I think I only saw her cry, like two times. Legit, during the entire two and a half years, I can only recall her crying two times. One time, she just let it all out and could not stop. The other time, I saw a little single tear roll down her cheek, and I called her on it. Babe, you're crying. Oh my God, you're human. Look, babe, you're crying. I said, pointing to the tear. I know I'm such an asshole. (laughs) She chuckled, told me to shut the fuck up and explained to me that it was the product of a yawn, apparently an invisible yawn, one that I did not see. I'm sure you've heard the expression before, live every day. Like it's your last. And that's a wonderful expression. It's a wonderful platitude. But I mean, really, what exactly does that mean? Like, how exactly do you do that? Am I supposed to go fly to Vegas, spend the night playing blackjack? Eat so much of my favorite food that I can't move? Then somehow get on a plane back to Chicago, even though my belly is now killing me? and stop at the home of every person I care about and tell them goodbye, like every day like it's your last is not very realistic for most of us. But what is realistic is loving people like it's your last. Living your life in a way where you love the people you love as though it's your last. I struggle with vulnerability and I don't like that about myself but I've done the inner work to make progress. We'll continue to do the inner work to make more progress and now help clients do the same. When we have our walls up, regardless of the reason why, we are not able to get as close to another human as we could if our walls were down. As a dating and relationship coach, This is one of the biggest issues I see people not truly being vulnerable with the other people in their lives for whatever the reason is, right? There are a million different reasons why that might be the case, but that lack of vulnerability prevents us from taking relationships to another level. My marriage to Michelle was absolutely amazing. But if we both didn't have our walls up at certain points, it would have been even better. I failed to be vulnerable with my dad until that day he got sick. And if I'm being honest, there were a lot of times during Michelle's illness where I was unbelievably vulnerable, but she wasn't. And it left me feeling kind of empty. For 24 years, between my dad and I, there was a wall. A wall that I would have to say, if I'm being honest, I created. It took a terminal cancer diagnosis for me to take that wall down. Your father thinks you hate him, I can remember my mom saying to me about a year before he got sick. I didn't, like at all. In fact, it was completely the opposite. I'm so glad that I followed him into his bedroom that day, February 7th, 2007. So glad that I got into the bed next to him, laid there for a few moments and told him that he was my best friend and my hero. Told him, Just how much I actually loved him he would live for 13 more months that day was not his last day but on that day I began to love him like it was our last day thank you for listening to the gonna love me to podcast for information on my books coaching, virtual workshops, live events, and more, visit my website, johnpolocoaching.com. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you know somebody that can be helped by this podcast, don't be shy. Let them know it exists.